With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's the day before the day, the NFL draft. Oh, Paulie oh. is getting nervous. Is oh. there going to be a quarterback taken in the first 13 picks? Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, will join us coming up here in a little bit. Reggie Miller, NBA on TNT analyst a little bit later on. You can be involved in the program in a variety of ways. You can dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. We say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. It's really simple. Just download the app. Watch for free all three hours if you like. We could never charge you for this content. And we say good morning to our radio affiliates. We say hello to uh, Fox Sports Radio, also iHeart, and uh, our great radio affiliates around the country. We're nearly 400 cities. Come on. Yes, nearly 400 cities. I'm not going to stop until every city carries this program. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Seton's job, aside from keeping Fritzy on the straight and narrow, come up with a poll question today. Not easy, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Todd's already hit me twice with, hey, I've got a limerick on the Grizzlies. I got it, Todd. You do have it. Yeah, we're two minutes and 15 seconds in, and I've already gotten two emails from you. We don't need that many emails right before you have to entertain a nation. Thank you, Todd. Also, a Sports Center tease. Todd has that as well. That's too much on one day. Yeah, it is. That space is out. Yes, yes, we do. By the way, buy one, get one for 50% off. So it's a buy one, get one sale in the store, danpatrick.com. Any t shirt, get a second one, 50% off. No code required. Just add shirts to your cart and you can save. Our stats of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Hit the music, stat of the day. I've got one that is on fire. If you include the postseason, the Suns are now 50 and 0 when leading after three quarters. They're looking to join the 2019-2020 Lakers, who went 57-0. It's the only team since 1954 to go an entire season without losing a game when leading after three quarters. Suns went up three games to two on the Pelicans. Heat closed out the Hawks. Grizzlies up 3-2. On the Wolves, Bulls, Bucks tonight, Nuggets at the Warriors. If you didn't follow the NBA during the regular season, you probably weren't aware of the jump that John ja Morant has made in his game. Last night, he put all those skills on display. The Grizzlies were down double digits, less than seven minutes to go. John ja Morant scored 18 in the fourth quarter, leading the Grizz past the Timberwolves. He'd finished with 13 rebounds. 
nine assists, and 30 points. And if that wasn't enough, he had an unbelievable dunk that sounded like this. Brooks, I have, that's the play of the day. The game-winning layup is what I have. Oh. Oh. Well, that would have been great. It would have seemed like we had planned this out. My bad. Maybe next time John Moran has one of the best dunks in the past generation. Yeah. You yeah. can hear that. That was really just a tease what yeah. you were doing yeah. for 40 minutes. Yeah, Marv. But that's play of the day. Yeah, I know. But oh, okay. I, I could have still played it and then had it as play of the day. How about we reenact it? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. How do I do You want to do play by play and then we could be the uh, character yeah. actors? Are you going to be the crowd? It's it. It would have sounded something like this: John Rand in the lane over Malik Beasley. Oh! 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 <laughs> That's one of the greatest postseason dunks ever. You got to get into. I mean, are you kidding me? Board center top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic reenactment of a uh, place. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't believe what I just saw. Half man, half bird. <laughs> that was Vince Carter-like. I know everybody's going crazy over this dunk. And look, it's a great dunk. It's a it's a postseason dunk. Uh, but you're they want to call it the greatest dunk they've ever seen. And I just would say maybe not. There's a few other ones. And and the reason why I would probably bring in other dunks there, uh, you know, for arguing points, when you dunk on somebody you truly dunk on them is when they go up to try to block your shot. When John Starks dunked, and that was on all the Bulls, that's a big dunk. KJ, Kevin Johnson dunked on Akeem Olajuwon, one of the two or three best defensive players of all time. And K, KJ is, you know, giving up eight inches there to Akeem Olajuwon. That was a great dunk. There have been so many great dunks. Now, John Morant cocking and pulling and, uh, you know, with with the dunk. You know, Malik Beasley is just standing there, and he just jumps over him. I mean, it's not like Vince Carter jumped over a seven-footer, Frederick Weiss, and dunked in the Olympics. But this is, you know, it's a great play, explosive play, but also help them win the game. That's the most important part with this. But there are so many dunks in NBA history and even postseason history, where somebody challenges you, that's when you dunk on somebody. You dunk over. John Morant dunked over Malik Beasley. He didn't dunk on him. He dunked over him. Yeah, Paul. Did you say in the morning meeting you would consider calling a charge on John Morant? I would have. I would have. Oh. Can you imagine? <laughs> Send it the other way? Oh, we're looking, at the, we're looking at the video, and I go, is that a charge? And Seton goes, you can't call a charge there. <laughs> Yes. Can, can we reenact what that call would sound like? Because yeah. the crowd would be vastly different. Okay. All right. John Moran down the lane and dunk on the oh! oh, no! They called a charge! Boo! Oh! Uh, John Moran is just 22 years of age. You know, you're just seeing somebody emerge as a star. You know, when he came into the league, and I, I think our question was, would you rather have Zion or John Morant? And I said John Morant because I thought that I could get longevity out of him. I thought Zion's body would turn on him. And, well, we've seen some of that. Plus, John Morant's more exciting. When you think about it, John Morant in-game, I still think the best highlight that he's had of his career, when he went up to block that shot, like he went up and, and caught it. And I thought, oh, my God, it, it looked like, you know, where you're seeing CGI, where you're going, right, that little guy just went up and at the top of the square, and you know, he didn't block a shot. He, he caught a shot. That, to me, was, you know, as impressive, if not more so, than this dunk that he had last night. But, you know, you look around the NBA, you know, they're in good hands with young talent here. Minnesota is a fun team. You know, they're, they're, on, they're kind of on the verge of being maybe like Memphis. And here's another thing. John Moran is not the most improved player in the NBA. He won the award. Desmond Bain, his, his teammate, who nobody knew, that's the guy who deserved most improved. John Moran is a great player. You know? Yes, Marv. 
can we stop with giving the most improved players to lottery picks? (laughs) John Moran was the second overall pick. I know. Yeah, I agree. Where did Desmond Bain go to school? Okay, me neither. I don't know. (laughs) I think that, um, you know who could get most improved next year? A former number one pick, (laughs) Ben Simmons. He played 82 more games than he did the previous season. Most improved. I'm already starting the campaign. Ben Simmons, most improved player next year. All righty. Poll question today. Man, what what happened to the show? We're not even 10 minutes in. Good start. We're on fire. Dang. All right. Well, I might as well. This one's going to seem like it's completely out of the blue, but it kind of goes with what we're saying. Who's going to have a better season next year? Who? uh, John Morant or Trey Young? Uh, Trey had a bad couple of weeks here. Uh, Give me the question again. I said, who's going to have a better season next year, John Morant or Trey Young? Uh, I w- well, Trey led the league in scoring and assist. He had the most points scored and assist. Still a lot of turnovers. He got roughed up. I mean, Miami went after him. A lot of times, and, and he's not getting the calls that he once got. Him and Harden are being officiated differently. Or maybe they're being officiated like everybody else is. And we've seen, we've seen that have an impact on their game. I would say John Morant. The, the one question I have or concern about John Morant is you're not going to be able to keep attacking the rim at that size. Now, in a different era, he would have gotten knocked on his rear end a few times. They would not put up with any of that nonsense. You know, Jordan stopped attacking because they were they would foul him hard. And then Mike would eventually just set up on the low post and you know, take you to school, hitting those little turnaround jumpers. You know, John Morant, I developed the outside game a little bit. I think that'll help because I don't think you can keep attacking. Uh, you know, because there's an Iverson feel to him of attacking that way. And and I think Alan Iverson's going to join us on the program tomorrow. I'll see if he sees those comparisons. Yes, uh, Seton. And I don't know if it was just a, a graphic that was used on you know social media or something like that, or if it was an actual poster. But there's this uh, image of Alan Iverson just standing, and there's sort of like that uh, operation game where it points to all of the different injuries yeah. he's yeah. had. It looks like it's like acupuncture. There's just a gajillion things of like, oh, this fractured, this separated, this whatever. And eventually. It's going to catch up to you. At 22, you can fly. You know, you can go to the hoop. You can attack. And eventually, you're going to have these guys who get banged up and they have to change their game a little bit. I would like to see Ja change his game before somebody forces him to change his game physically. Uh, You know, Trey Young used to go to the hoop and, uh, you know, stop going to the hoop. Not going to get to the free throw line. We've seen James Harden, same way. Not shooting as many free throws as you normally do. But John Moran attacks, and uh, it's fun to watch. It's a fun team. That's why when, you know, you looked at, uh, and I don't know how many games he played, maybe uh, 62, something like that. And, you know, people use that as a, you know, against him that for MVP. And I said, well, you're missing the point here. You're missing how good Memphis is as a team. Like that. You can be use it as a negative with Jaw, but you got to have a compliment here for the rest of the team because that is a good team. They got they got some fun players, and they're not afraid of the big moments so far. And I also saw this the criticism of Trey Young. Well, he's not ready for the big big moment there. He went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Where were you last year with the big moment there? Give credit to Miami. You know, Oladipo, Jimmy Butler. Bam out of bio. They had an answer for him. And, you know, Atlanta is not... Atlanta got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not a great team. You know, they border on being a good team. But they they still need to, you know, improve that roster a little bit. Because it is, it's too Trey Young heavy. Yes, Todd. And I know the Knicks weren't great, and they only won one game. But Trey Young, did he not step up in Madison Square Garden of all places? Well, I don't so how- care where you do. Madison Square Garden doesn't mean anything now. It used to. Now it doesn't mean anything. Like, you beat the Knicks, so what? That, those fans, they can get a little, uh, little crazy on you. You know, they, they can't guard you. Chanting about his receding hairline the whole game. Oh, my gosh. Man, that's going to really affect you. <laughs> and they can't guard you, so who cares? I mean, 
You know, when you have a home court advantage, usually when your team is really good, then you have a home court advantage. It like Seattle. Man, Seattle had an unbelievable home field advantage when they had the Legion of Boom. Nobody talked about that home field advantage last year, did they? The last couple of years. It's amazing when you have a really good team, and that's a tough place to play. Nobody says that about going into Orlando to face the Magic. Man, that's a tough place to play. If Orlando was great, then they might go, man, that, that team, that's pretty, uh, a pretty tough place. Pelicans, you know, now all of a sudden it became a little bit more of a home court advantage. They're loud there. But the Pelicans got better. That always helps. Yes, Marv. Now Memphis is the grindhouse again. Yeah. Yeah. Now when they were bad, it was just a place where you just go on a Tuesday night and beat it. It was just the house. Yeah, it was just the house. Now it's the grindhouse. It was just a FedEx forum. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, will join us uh, as here we are on the eve of the NFL draft. This is when you start to get some information. I had a source yesterday say, uh, hey, I heard you talking about teams interested in quarterbacks. Keep an eye on Tennessee. And I went, Tennessee? He goes, yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is in his last year of his deal. And are you going to extend him? Is this a luxury pick where you can maybe grab a quarterback and then you have one for the – and also – He said that you're going to see teams go up to the last pick of the first round. That We've seen this a couple of times. You know, Lamar Jackson, uh, who was the other quarterback uh, recently that they went up and and got at the last pick of the first round? uh, It's escaped me. But you want to get the five-year deal. You want to, not a four-year deal, you want to get a five-year deal. You can go up and get somebody at the end of the first round. And it might be, you know, Sam Howell at North Carolina, Matt Corral, somebody like Desmond Ritter, somebody might go up there and get somebody with the last pick of the first round so you have a five-year contract with them instead of four. All right, we'll talk to Pelissero, get his thoughts on Debo Samuel. I still haven't heard why he wants out of San Francisco. Does he want to go back closer to his home in South Carolina? Does he not like the Niners, how he's being used? Or could this just be about money? Hmm. We'll take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Oh, uh, what do I have here, Seaton? Do I have M Drive? I think. You sure do. I well, I got M Drive. You know, I come out of a I shot out of a cannon sometimes. Like today. Yeah. I mean, not literally shot out of a cannon, but you know, I've had my M Drive today. I had my fruit smoothie, a little scoop there. Fritzy walked by and I said, dude, M Drive lean. Come on. You said M for man or manhood. Yes. Yes. Let's go. You know, you got to take care of your health. You got to stay active. And it only gets more difficult as you get older, Todd. That's true. M Drive supplements for guys who refuse to let age slow them down. They have a supplement for every guy. No matter what your age is, backed by science, contains clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass. We got a chance to talk to these folks. We met them at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. And uh, they told us everything about what uh, they do. Seton got to go visit them in uh, Arizona. Find M Drive Lean at mdrivedan.com. Get 20% off your first order. Promo code DAN. If you're not happy after 60 days, get your money back guaranteed. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Promo code DAN. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Protecting against floods is one of the reasons why more than 4 million people trust their home protection to Simply Safe. With Simply Safe, you always have somebody looking out for you to claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off. Go to simplysafedan.com. Yesterday, Paulie goes, Hey, Wednesday, I've got an NFL question that might take over the show. Mm. All right. I may have oversold it. But I was thinking about this for a while. So okay. the NFL draft is tomorrow. Okay. Imagine you had an NFL draft of every player who's ever played in the NFL and you owned a team and had the number one overall pick. Removing quarterbacks. Removing quarterbacks. So every player in NFL history, every lineman, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You get one player, one player. and you, have, you also get their entire career knowing how healthy they were, how unhealthy they were, how long they're going to be around. So if you're going to take Calvin Johnson, the wide receiver, you get seven or eight great years. If you're going to take Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor, okay, first team All Pro, basically his first eight years, but mm. not as long as others. Mm-hmm. So, who would you take number one overall? I'd have to give that some some serious thought. There you go. How about I bring in Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network reporter, NFL Network. Uh, they're going to have the coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from Las Vegas, kicking off Thursday at eight Eastern with the first round and. Uh, Tom, I believe, joining us on the program. Tom, uh, let me ask you that question. Any player in NFL history, uh, aside from a quarterback? Ooh, I think we just lost Tom Pelissero. Paulie, who would your pick be? My pick is Reggie White. For 16 years, he was a dominant defensive lineman. Not eight or nine years. Mm. He won the defensive MVP, uh, defensive player of the year, at age 26, and again at age 37. He had 16 great years. Reggie White. All right. Um, anybody else have a uh, a thought on that? You know, the, and here's another thing, though. You're trying to look at the NFL now as opposed to what these guys did when they played. Like Jim Brown, when he played in the late 60s, was the best player in football. But Jim Brown now, you know, what, how, would you, how would you be using Jim Brown now? Uh, Jerry Rice. Um, you know, you're going to get 20 years. Yeah, see. What position then do you think has changed most over running back? Yeah, it's just, it's so devalued now. Nobody's talking about a running back in this year's draft. I've, I've yet to see somebody saying, hey, this running back could get into the top 25, 20, you know, top 30. Doesn't feel like there is that running back out there. So I think that that's probably been the position devalued the most. Wide receiver, tight end feels like. Feels like the tight end has been elevated more so, uh, you know. Because I go back to when Mike Ditka played or John Mackey played. You know, Kellen Winslow was the first of that hybrid wide receiver tight end, and uh, it just feels like everybody has to have an a- athletic tight end. You know, you had tight ends who came in. Uh, Tony Gonzalez followed Kellen Winslow. Uh, Shannon Sharp, very athletic tight end. Yeah, Paulie. I'm going to throw out another player for this question. What about Anthony Munoz? I think he made 10, he was 10 times all pro, not pro bowl, all pro at offensive tackle. That's a sure thing. 
Yeah, and at that position, I, I, I mean, you could make a case Anthony Munoz is the greatest offensive lineman in history. And, and there have been a lot of great offensive linemen, but uh, Munoz, what he did, uh, granted it was in Cincinnati, so maybe not as many people recognized that greatness, uh, did get to uh, a couple of Super Bowls, but uh, or I think he was at one, one of those Super Bowls. I don't know if he was with uh, them for both of those Super Bowls. So we're uh, trying to connect with Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, and uh, Fritzy says that it'll be about a minute there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about that if you did look at... See, Lawrence Taylor didn't give you a long enough shelf life. I, I got to look at longevity there. I think that that's... Because some of these guys were great in a five-year window... But if you're looking at somebody could give you 15 years of quality football, I know that Jerry Rice is going to be great for a long time. And even today, like I always imagine that. You could put your hands on Jerry Rice back then. Jerry Rice now, I mean, it's kind of crazy. If you look at the numbers of what these guys put up, when they put it up, how would they be different nowadays? I think that that would be the interesting. And even some of these quarterbacks who... You weren't throwing 35 times. I mean, you sort of threw because, you know, you had to. Not because you wanted to, because you had to. You ran the football. That's what it was all about. Just run the football. Yeah, Paul. You know, Lawrence Taylor, it wasn't short. It was nine out of ten years he was first-team All-Pro, yeah. including his rookie. He was Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie. Yeah. Not Defensive wow. Rookie wow. Player of the Year. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's really nutty. How about uh, Deion Sanders focusing just on football? For 13, 14 years. Well, but I, I can't. That's not part of the equation. I, it'd be like me saying to Lawrence Taylor, oh. hey, don't go out at night. <laughs> I mean, How's that going to work out? I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not happening. And someone tried that, I think. Oh, I'm sure they did. I still love that story that Phil Sims tells about Lawrence Taylor, where uh, Phil Sims' wife came in and woke him up and said, uh, hey, Lawrence is here. And it was real early in the morning, and Lawrence hadn't been to bed, and he wanted to borrow Phil's golf clubs. So, <laughs> uh, Lawrence is here. Huh? Go out there. Hey, can I use your golf clubs? Yeah, Paul. People are sending in a few current players, current NFL players that could be in this conversation. Aaron Donald is first team all pro, I think, seven of his eight seasons. Yeah. And it doesn't sound, sound like he's dropping off anytime soon. Yeah. But how old is he? He has uh, just turned 30. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's bring in Tom Pelissero. Tom, thanks for uh, being patient. Uh, let me ask you the question that we've been uh, mulling over. Um, you can have any player in the history of the sport to start your team with, non-quarterback. And I'm getting them at the start of their career, yes. like draft eligible. They're 21 years old. Yeah. Pretty hard to go against Lawrence Taylor in a, a discussion like that, I'll default to the wisdom of Bill Belichick and say there's not been many better players than that in NFL history. Yeah, we brought up Reggie White. Like, I'm, I'm getting longevity if I factor that in. I'm, I'm getting twice the, the career, at least length, with Reggie White. So I, I see what Paulie said where I'm getting a guy who's Defensive Player of the Year 27 and 37. Jerry Rice would also be in there as well because I'm getting longevity as well. But... Uh, Having seen Lawrence Taylor up close and personal when he came into the league, I couldn't imagine being a quarterback. I mean, I saw him in a preseason game, Tom, against the Jets and Ken O'Brien. I felt he was playing like it was the Super Bowl. I felt bad for Ken O'Brien. I could actually see fear in the face of a football player. <laughs> I was born in 1981, so I don't obviously remember the early stages of Lawrence Taylor's career, but I do remember even later in his career when, you know, there was a lot of different stuff going on with him. He was still a fearsome player. And again, I've just listened to Bill Belichick talk many times about him and just the attitude and the physicality and, you know, the athletic ability that he brought to the field. And then you just go, you watch the old highlight clips yeah. and it's like, he's, he's from a different planet in those, you know, he's got the enormous shoulder pads that I think makes everybody look smaller yet. Somehow he looks like this enormous figure who just kind of engulfs these quarterbacks. But also he changed. If, if you look at, at um, you know, offenses, a defensive player changed offenses uh, in how they blocked him. 
So you'd have the tight end and the tackles stay in. You know, Joe Gibbs did that with Washington. I don't know how many other football players where, you know, the offenses had to change their philosophy just to stop a defensive player. Um, you know, Lawrence Taylor stands out to me, obviously. Um, maybe Dion with what he did, how he did it, taking away half the field. But can you think of another defensive player that offenses had to try to figure out how to stop? Well, throwing away from, from Dion, I mean, that was a, a big piece of it. Um, you know, flipping over to the offensive side of the ball, defenses had to change for Randy Moss. I mean, the year in 1999, I believe the Packers used their first three picks on cornerbacks just to try to figure out what they were going to do with them. Now, he was very much a straight-line speed type of guy, where he just, but he could get over the top. He could win 50-50 balls. He could beat you down the field. You'd get the ball in his hands, and he could do some you know, freaky stuff. You think back to his punt return days and the other things he could do. I mean, he was a, a rare, rare athlete. And, you know, classic example of that process, he slid in the draft for a variety of reasons, Everybody, even though everyone knew that he was a absolutely hellacious player. Um, but, if, you know, if you're talking about starting your franchise with somebody, well, Randy played for a few franchises, and there were <laughs> reasons behind that. But you talk about, you know, Reggie White, 10 years apart being the defensive player of the year. Randy Moss had two of the greatest seasons we ever saw in 1998 and 2007 after a venture to uh, the Raiders for a couple of seasons uh, there in between. I mean, I've never seen a a better rookie receiver in my lifetime than Moss, and I'm not sure I've ever seen a player have a better season than he did uh, when he joined up with Tom Brady in 07. NFL Network's coverage of the draft from Vegas kicks off Thursday at 8 Eastern with the first round. Where's the drama in the draft, Tom? Everywhere. <laughs> That's the simplest way to, to put it right now. I know that you don't have the, the clear-cut number one quarterback. You don't have the sexy skill position guys who are going to get drafted really high. You've got some really you know good, solid players up at the top of the draft, guys like Aiden Hutchinson, highly productive, um, all signs point to have him having a really long and good career. Uh, but the fact that we're sitting here talking about a guy in Trayvon Walker, who granted has unbelievable traits, um, but had, I believe, nine sacks in his entire college career at Georgia, being the number one overall pick, that's just that's indicative of just kind of the uncertainty that you have in this draft. Uh, it, a lot of that is driven by the quarterbacks. There's, uh, in just talking to all the GMs and head coaches I have over the past 48 to 72 hours here, everybody's trying to figure out at what point uh, the quarterbacks begin to go. That is absolutely going to be some of the driving drama, certainly in our NFL network coverage, as much as you never want to uh, knock the, the offensive linemen. You know, the fact that you could have three or four offensive tackles in the top 10 is not exactly going to be, you know, the peak of excitement. But, you know, when does Malik Willis go? When does Kenny Pickett go? Uh, when does Desmond Ritter go? The, these guys, Sam Howell, they're ranked in all different ways across different boards. I had a phone call last night uh, with a head coach who told me he thought Desmond Ritter is going to be the best one out of all these guys, <laughs> which you haven't heard anywhere because everyone's talking about Willis or Pickett as the top quarterback. There's just there's so much uh, you know opinion that goes into this, and different teams have different ways of evaluating things. I think there's drama all over the place. It just might not feel like going into the draft. You have the same drama because we don't know that there's one, two, three quarterbacks that are definitely going to go in the top five. All right, we have a bet here in-house that uh, my producer, Paulie, thinks a quarterback will go in the top 13 picks. That's a pretty good over-under if we're, <laughs> if we're setting such things uh, here in Vegas. Uh, you know, the hot spots would seem to be you've got Carolina and Atlanta at 6-8 and eight respectively. Both those teams are threats to take a quarterback. That seems rich for both teams to take a quarterback, but you heard Scott Fitterer, the Panthers GM, saying yesterday that the sweet spot for a trade down would be somewhere in the teens. Well, where do the other threats lie? You've got the Saints who own 16 and 19. You've got the Steelers who own 20. If you're a team that's going to trade down and still try to get a quarterback, you're not going to want to drop below those picks. And if you're a team that's trying to come up, you're probably thinking you've got to get ahead of certainly Pittsburgh uh, but also New Orleans as well. And that's kind of the, the gamesmanship that goes into this. And it's why, you know, right now, you know, sometimes there's reports about this team's getting calls or making calls about trading down. Well, odds are they're also making trades about their calls about trading back. They're having conversations with all these different teams to figure out, okay, what would the price be if we did this? And because, again, you have so much less certainty at the top of the draft 
there are way more scenarios that these GMs are having to talk through just because if it comes to you on the clock, you've got to be prepared to take a player, but you've also got to be prepared for a lot of different scenarios that can play out based upon what's happened in the few picks ahead of you. Okay. I want you on record. The quarterback and the team. Who takes the first quarterback? The team is a difficult one, Dan, and predictions are a dangerous aspect of the business. If you are saying the safe pick, how about this? The safe bet is going to be that the New Orleans Saints, with one of their two picks at 16 or 19, take a quarterback. That's not to say that they will. I'm not reporting that they will before anybody tweets that quote. What I'm saying is, I think a lot of people focus on the Steelers, but don't overlook the Saints. They did a ton of work on all these quarterbacks. Uh, They had private visits uh, with a bunch of them. They're in a position where they brought back Jameis Winston. He's making decent money. I want to say it's $14 million a year uh, base, but it's certainly not top of the echelon starter money. And you're starting over with a new head coach in Dennis Allen. So it would make sense. Uh, if I were betting for you know any team, let's take New Orleans out of it for a second, if I had to pick one quarterback to go first, I would say based on all my conversations, the best bet is Malik Willis from Liberty, simply because there are a bunch of coaches who have said similar things to me, which is he's the only guy who has those elite traits. This is a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen world. Hmm. You can watch Kenny Pickett. He's running a pro-style offense. He's making every throw you want to see. Had a great final year at Pitt where he was for, you know, six years. He started like 50 games there, but broke out last season. Um, you know, a little bit like Joe Burrow in that he doesn't have the elite arm, uh, but he's accurate enough. He's got really good leadership traits, smallish hands. Uh, but it's where's the upside with Kenny Pickett? With Malik Willis, the floor is much lower than it is on Pickett, but he, Willis won over a lot of people through, obviously, his workouts. He's got a cannon arm, really good running ability, innate playmaking ability. You watch his highlight tape. It's unbelievable some of the throws he makes. But he's coming from a super simplistic offense at Liberty, much like what Sam Howell ran, much like what Matt Corral ran. Uh, is he going to be able to make his game translate over? And when he played you know, legit opponents, like top 25 type of opponents, he had two games against them, Ole Miss and Coastal Carolina, I think, were the two. They beat Coastal. They lost to Ole Miss. But Malik Willis had, like, no touchdowns and five interceptions in those two games. Ran for five touchdowns. But those are all things that you're taking into account here. You're projecting the traits. The traits are there. He's shorter, but the traits are strong. You're just wondering, can he make the leap? And where he impressed people in his interviews was both on the board and in his personality. Guys, people kind of think, much like Trey Lance a year ago, They think this guy can do it. You're betting on the person as much as you are the player. I'll leave you with this. Uh, Who has a new team first, Debo Samuel or Baker Mayfield? The smart money there would be on Baker Mayfield. And sorry for all these gambling puns. I'm really not trying to do it. I think it seeped into my veins after several days here at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, The smart money would be on Baker Mayfield just because everyone knows that the Browns, you know, are in a position where, they probably have to deal him. You never say never about them holding on to him into camp or even having them start the season, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson and whether there potentially could be an NFL suspension. That investigation's ongoing. But they're going to get calls probably most likely after round one when people see where those top quarterbacks ended up going. So Baker Mayfield could be something. It could happen before the draft, too. But most likely Friday is when the leverage points are going to line up for a potential trade. With Debo Samuel, they're absolutely your team's interested. Um, I can tell you there's multiple offers that have been made. The people in the league who know Kyle Shanahan best do not believe he's going to trade this guy. Kyle doesn't want players to be calling their shots. Debo is also somebody who he's told his own team. Kyle has told his own players in the past, this guy is probably the best player I've ever been around. And he can do so many different things in that offense. Mm an offense that really revolves around being able to run the same plays over and over out of a lot of different personnel groups. That's why Kyle Juszczyk so valuable to him. That's why Debo so valuable to him. He doesn't want to let the guy go, but they're going to have to make a determination sooner than later, and most likely it would have to be today just because then you need to work out the contract, the compensation. Ideally, you'd physical him before the draft begins tomorrow to finish off the trade as well. Because uh, you're going to be talking about uh, a first-round pick and more being involved in that trade. It's going to have to get moving if it happens. And I'm not saying it won't. I would just tell you the people who have talked to Kyle, the people who know how he and John Lynch think, are skeptical that he's actually going to let the guy go. 
Thank you, buddy. Have a good time, Tom. We'll be watching. Anytime, Dan. Thanks. That's Tom Pelissero. He's a reporter for the NFL Network, and you can watch the coverage on the NFL Network. It's 8 Eastern tomorrow night, first round. Take a break. Play of the day. If you didn't see John Moran's dunk, you'll get to hear the dunk heard around the NBA right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Podcast. Oh my God. The play, the play, play of the day. Runner left side, got it! Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Grizzlies need a bucket here. He can cut it back to single digits with the first possession of the fourth. Morant downhill into the lane. He hangs it. Oh my goodness. He jumps right over Malik Beasley with a right-handed hammer. Oh Lord. That was phenomenal. Morant with the highlight reel dunk that may just bring this team back. Grizzlies Radio Network. Grizz rally from 11 down with seven minutes to play to win game five, taking a 3-2 series lead. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Stiefel. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it in different ways, different times. As we strive to reach our financial goals, can't afford to make mistakes or go it alone. Invest in your success. Invest with a Stiefel Financial Advisor, Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC, NYSE. What's the poll question we went with, Seton? We actually just had a fun one sent in from a listener, too. Mm. Uh, it said, whose career is John Morant most likely to mirror? Okay. Uh, and some of the suggestions they put up, which we can change if you want, is Russell Westbrook, uh, Derek Rose, Dwayne Wade, 
or uh, we could put in Allen Iverson. Yeah. You want to, some of those might be a little similar. Okay. D. Wade was the guy who attacked the basket when he first came into the league. And then he stopped attacking the basket when he would get banged up. Because I wondered if that style, you know, if there was longevity attached to D. Wade's style. But, man, he wasn't afraid. Uh, he'd slash to the hoop. Yeah, Paul. The stats are pretty similar. Dwayne Wade's third year in the league, 27.2. John Morant over 27 in his third year in the league. Yeah. It just feels like, I don't want to say it's it's not as tough to score, but it feels like it's not as tough to score now. It feels like there's more opportunities for, I mean, look at the teams that are getting 125, 135 points. Now, granted, you can go back to the late 80s where you had, you know, it was, it was just like Greco-Roman wrestling. You know, Mike Fratello with the Cavs and Pat Riley with the Knicks, they nearly ruined the NBA because it was about being physical. And the NBA allowed, imagine that, you have the greatest athletes and you're not letting them be great because you're letting the guys who don't have the athleticism be the enforcers. It's just so counterproductive that sometimes you'd, you know, the NHL went through a period where it felt like, and maybe the New Jersey Devils are the blame for it. They succeeded because of it, but they, you know, they just played this shell defense there and you couldn't see great players. You should watch a game and be able to tell, you know, that guy's great. And there were times I would watch and you couldn't tell that in hockey. You know, somebody say, oh, Peter Forsberg's unbelievable. And then I watch and I go, I don't see anything. But then when you saw Gretzky play, you could see that, you know, he, there was more freedom there and, and you could see greatness. When you watch the NBA now, you do want to see greatness out there. And there were times there where the Knicks and Cavs and some of the other teams were really physical. Now, Detroit did it as well, but Detroit still had a very talented team. You know, Bill Lane Beer, Rick Mahorn, they were physical with you. But then you still had Isaiah Thomas and Vinnie Johnson and Joe Dumars and Dennis Rodman. You had athleticism on display. That's what you want to see. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, the sport gets in the way of what they should be showcasing. And I thought the NBA set themselves back. And, it, you know, we would tune in to watch, oh, that's tough basketball. It felt like playoff basketball wasn't, you know, resigned to playoff basketball. It was, it was every night. It, it felt like playoff basketball in those years. Yeah, Paul. I'm looking at John Moran's stats, and it's interesting because he's a, more of a slasher. He takes four and a half threes per game. He attempts. That's actually kind of low for a shooting guard yeah. who averages 27 points. He only shoots less than 25% of his attempts are threes. He's taken many more twos, and his shooting percentage is 50% from the field, which is fantastic for a shooting guard. It, it, he, but he does hit his threes. He's shooting 34% yeah. three, which is solid. That's good. I would like to see him shoot more because it'll make him even more effective. That It's like uh, Zion. When Zion comes back, if you're able to keep you know that in the back of your mind that, hey, I can still shoot these threes, then it allows you to get to the hoop. But when you talk about highlights, I mean, Zion, Zion, Zion was a highlight reel when he was in high school and at, at times at Duke. But in the NBA, he's more like a, a smaller Moses Malone. He gets his shot blocked, I think, more than anybody. And, but he has that stick to where he's just going to get it, you're going to block it, I'm going back up again, and, and that's what he does. John Morant's the highlight guy. Yes, he Vince Carter, what he did is just so unfair for all of the future <laughs> human highlight reel guys like this because that's, it's like, yeah, okay, Ja, um, I know you're a slasher and I know you're super electric and can jump and like all these. I put find a three-pointer too because Vince did. Remember what he did? I know. Dang, that's tough. Is is Vince top five three pointers made all time? Does that sound right? That I mean, transition's kind of underappreciated yes, still. Yeah. Even though we mentioned it, it's very underappreciated. It is crazy to think that one of the greatest dunkers of all time was also turned out to be a great three point shooter. One of the greats of all time at that Reggie Miller segue. Join us in the final hour of the program. More phone calls coming up. People want to argue the greatest dunk of all time. Look, I'm open to conversation here. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Wednesday. Dan Patrick Show.
Close out hour one with Link Soul. I took inventory when I walked in. Wanted to make sure. Well, Fritzy, I think, has uh, Link Soul on. Looking good there. Is that... Uh, gray hoodie. Yeah. And uh, Seton has a different shade of gray hoodie on back there. It's a little more teal, actually. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. It looks good. Stylish. Well, Spring 22 has landed at Link Soul, and you can look as incredible as we do. Yeah, it's that simple. Go to LinkSoul.com, L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L, and you could dress up just like we do. You know, sometimes we like to dress up like other people. Todd likes to dress up sometimes. I do. Thank you, Todd. Uh, you can get active in Link Soul's Boardwalker shorts. You can, uh, well, they double as shorts and swim trunks. You have uh, the graphic hoodie. You got the Saturday short. Link Soul makes pants, windbreakers. It's great. The fabric is great. So is the brand. You know, it's clothes. It's a lifestyle there. You get the 15% off your first order and free shipping. Let them know we sent you. Linksoul.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.